0: Good morning, everyone. Good morning, let's, let's pray. Our Father, your word contains a wealth of depth that we cannot begin to touch. Help us, Lord, to comprehend. We just ask it in the precious name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. The reading today is, the heading is Ask, Seek, knock, and we're reading the the record of it in Luke's gospel. It's also in Matthew, but we're reading in Luke. Because it begins with a parable which illustrates what this message is about. Then he said to them, that's Jesus said, suppose one of you has a friend and goes to him at midnight and says to him, friend, lend me three loaves for a friend of mine has come to me on a journey and I have nothing to set before him. And from inside he answers and says, do not bother me. The door has already been shut and my children and I are in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, yet because of his persistence, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. Sorry, Alan, what is the reading? Sorry? What is the reading? Oh, Luke chapter 11, verses 5 to 13. Thank you. Thank you. I did not mention it in the beginning. Oh, sorry. Everybody was looking. <laughs> Sorry I didn't give the reference, no. Okay, now (coughs) these three words, ask, seek and knock are all in the present continuous tense which means that they are things to be carried on progressively and not just once only or not just here and there but they are intended to be a continuous practice and also they are given as imperatives they are things that we need to do we are expected to be continually seeking God to seeking His will and His direction, earnestness, diligence and perseverance is what the Lord seeks in us. The receiving, the finding, and the opening are all in the future tense. So ask, seek, and knock in faith and believe that you will receive. So we ask, and God in his time and in his way supplies. I found a a summary of this written by Robert Tuck that really appealed to me. He who asks makes request. He who seeks presses his request. He who knocks persists in his request. He who asks makes request. He who seeks presses his request. He who knocks persists in his request. We are to seek and to persist. Paul to Timothy, in the last letter that he wrote, Second Timothy chapter three, chapter one and verse three. <clears throat> I constantly remember you in my prayers night and day. Now, this is Paul. He's in a Roman prison. He is not going to see the light of day again. It's cold, it's wet, it's dark. He's probably suffering as a result of the cold. And yet, his focus is to pray for those he cares for. He's not sitting there feeling sorry for himself. Now this was a pattern of Paul's life. In Romans, the first letter he wrote to 2 Timothy, the last Romans is the first. In Romans chapter 1, he says in, in the latter part of verse 9, he says I, may, I make mention of you always in my prayers making request." He was unceasingly Always requesting God. So let's look at these three words ask, seek, and knock. The first thing that's interesting about them, if you look, ask, ask seek, knock, all the letters of the first word. Just a bit of trivia. <coughs> ask. As is always the case, when you translate from one language to another, (coughs) one word is not going to adequately adequately deal with the meaning that was contained in the original word. (coughs) And this is true here, because to ask also means to request, it means to petition, and it can mean to demand. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 42 we read that, give him to asks of you and do not turn away from him who wants to borrow from you. And the thing is that if this is our Lord Jesus directive, can we not expect him to do the same for us? Matthew chapter 6 verse 8 your father, this is leading up to the Lord's prayer. Your father knows what you need before you ask him. And in in Acts chapter 16 and verse 29, remember that Paul and Silas were in prison and suddenly there was an earthquake and the chains fell off and the doors came open and the prisoners were free to just walk out. And the jailer came in and he called for lights. The scripture says he called for lights. He didn't just say, um, uh, by the way, somebody got a light. He said, give me a light. I need to see. if these people escaped? Is my life in jeopardy because they've all gone? That was the intensity of his asking. And he was trembling with fear. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20, Now to him who is able to do abundantly more than we ask or think according to the power that works in us we ask with an expectation that God will bless us beyond anything we could have expected. The second word, seek, once again, to search for, to desire, to require, and also it contains the sense of a demand. And here we see different words, English words used to translate that original word, seek, in Matthew chapter 2 and verse 13, Herod the Great, when he heard that there was a king born, and that threatened his dynasty, and he was a man who didn't take that lightly, he even put to death his own family members to protect his dynasty. And so Herod the Great searched for the child, Jesus, Jesus, This was no casual search. Matthew 26 and 16, we read that Judas was looking for opportunity to betray Jesus. And we know that this was a determined searching, a determined looking for an opportunity. And Jesus provided him with the opportunity because Jesus went to the place that Judas knew he would go to. Luke chapter 2 and verse 49. Jesus speaking to his parents. Remember when he was 12 years old, they went up to, the, up to Jerusalem. And he went into the temple and sat down and he stayed there. His family left It's headed for home, and on the way home, they couldn't find him. And so they returned to Jerusalem to look for him. And And they would have been searching high and low, everywhere, everywhere they could think of, every person that he might have gone to stay with or gone to see. But Jesus said to them, when they, found, when, he found, when they found him, he said to them, why was it that you were looking for me? Their looking was with intensity. Luke chapter 11, verse 16, they were always badgering Jesus. Others, to test him, were demanding of him a sign from heaven their seeking was in the form of, of a demand. These references indicate that effort and determination was involved in the seeking. The third word, knock. We know what knock means. We go up and we knock. and That's exactly what it meant in the original language. In fact, it was a bit stronger than that. It even, in, it even included banging on a door with a stick to gain, it, um, it, to gain admittance. Acts 12 and 16, remember Peter. He was in prison. And in his case, the angel came and set him free. And so he went back to where the disciples were all shut away with a door firmly locked. And he continued knocking until they opened the door. Revelation 3.20, we have that lovely image of our Lord Jesus. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. How long has he been knocking at your heart's door? He knocked for a long time at mine. And praise God, he didn't give up. Praise God, he didn't stop. He knocked until he got a response. In Matthew, in Matthew's account of this passage, he says, for everyone who, in, in chapter 7, verse 8, for everyone who asks, receives, and he who seeks, finds, and to him who knocks, it will be opened. 1 John 5 and 14. This is the confidence which we have before him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And we need to take account of those words, those five words, anything, ask anything according to his will. God wants the very best for us. And He will not give us that which will, or He will withhold from us that which will or could be damaging to us. And our God is a loving parent. And he wants only the best for us. Let's read again in the passage, starting this time at verse 11 and reading to verse 13. Now suppose one of you fathers is asked by his son for a fish. He will not give him a snake instead, will he? Or if he asks for an egg, he will not give him a scorpion, will he? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Even those who are corrupted by sin care for their children. We're all sinners, but we care for our children. Even pray for them. No parent would deliberately seek to deceive their child. And children trust their parents. So how much more, how much more can we trust our loving Heavenly Father? Will not a holy and a righteous God do abundantly more for His children than they could possibly ask? (coughs) In In Matthew's account, he asked for bread or fish. Our Lord Jesus gave bread and fish to thousands during his ministry. And the last phrase of this passage, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Now that also is in the future tense. It's something that's going to happen in the future. John chapter 7 and verse 39. For the Spirit had not yet been given because Jesus had not yet been glorified. When he was glorified, the Spirit was given. On the day of Pentecost, the Spirit came and indwelled each and every one of them. he has given us his spirit. Is there anything he's going to withhold from us? I don't think so. Now this asking, seeking, and knocking, we can think of it as what we need, getting what we need. And there's there's a sense in which that's needed. Um, We will have um, in our midst those who've completed their studies and now it's time to get a job or to carry on further study. What do they do? Where do they go? How do they do it? Seek the Lord. Seek his guidance. Persist in that seeking. And it's good and right that you should. But there is a sense beyond this. There's an asking, a seeking, and a knocking that has a deeper application. Beyond any good that we seek from God, we should be seeking for God himself. Psalm 42, 1 and 2. As the deer pants for the water brooks. I love these words. As the deer pants for the water brook, so my soul pants for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. Psalm 63 verse 1, O God, you are my God. I seek you earnestly. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh yearns for you in a dry and weary land where there is no water. We live in a dry and weary land. What's this earth got to offer us? What's this world got to offer us compared with our God? Psalm 84 verse 2, My soul longed, even yearned for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh sing for joy to the living God. My heart and my flesh sing for joy to the living God. Proverbs 8 and 17, I love those who love me, and those who diligently seek me find me. Now you might say to me, well, hold on. That's a chapter about wisdom. Wisdom personified. Yes, but 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 24 says this, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. And in Colossians 2 and 3, Christ himself in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom. And knowledge. So those who love Christ and those who diligently seek Christ will find Christ. Seek him early. Seek him earnestly. Seek him before anything else. There is no priority greater than a relationship with the Saviour, with the God of heaven. Christ never said seek in vain. (coughs) Seek with sincere affection and great diligence above all other persons or things in the world seek him for otherwise we're just pretending our faith is just a pretense if we don't want a relationship with the Lord himself Second Corinthians 5 and 2 for indeed in this house we groan longing to be clothed with our dwelling from heaven we groan groan to be with him and that word groan in the in the greek language has carries the same sense as the word panting for you in the hebrew John chapter 6 and verse 35, Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will not hunger and he who believes in me will never thirst. That not hunger and that never thirst are strong double negatives. Not never ever is what is implied. The one who comes to me will never, ever hunger. And the one who believes in me will never, ever thirst. James 4, verse 8. I like the book of James. He's to the point. Draw near to God and He will draw near to you. And so, I would ask you a question. Have you been listening? Have you heard His voice calling you? He is seeking you. He is seeking your response. Psalm 22 and verse 20, 24. This is Jesus on the cross. For he has not despised or abhorred the affliction of the afflicted, neither has he hidden his face from him. But when he cried to him, but when he cried to him for help, he heard. When Jesus cried his heavenly father heard and he responded. The thing about seeking after God is that when you do, you discover that he has been seeking for you. God is seeking a relationship with us. That's why he created us. He created us that he might have a relationship with us that was spoiled in the garden and rectified at the cross. And we can have a relationship with our Heavenly Father. And that relationship will transcend every relationship. Some other relationships, it'll make them better. a loving husband and a loving wife their relationship is made better because they both love the saviour a child and a parent Matthew eleven twenty eight: come to me all you who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest this come also is an imperative it's also something we're required to do those bound down with weariness, those burdened with no hope of release. Is life a a grind? Is life a struggle? Take it to the Saviour. Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 12. Now Israel, what the scripture says to Israel, it says to us. What does the Lord your... your God require of you but to fear the Lord your God, to walk in all His ways and love Him, and to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. Seek Him, search for him, knock until it is opened. Psalm 107 verse 43, Who is wise? Who is wise? Let him give heed to these things and consider the loving kindness of the Lord. Are you wise? Demonstrate that wisdom by seeking the loving kindness of the Lord. No one who ever sought him Was disappointed with what they found. I have heard of atheists who have recanted their unbelief, but I haven't heard of a truly committed Christian, a truly committed born again child of God, who having tasted of the wonder and the glory of a relationship with the God of heaven and turned around and said it was all nothing. Taste and see that the Lord is good.